The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, well, welcome, everybody. My name is Tony Gephardt, and this is Assistive Technology Office Hours, week number two. Thank you for everyone who has joined us from last week, and uh, it's just it's a privilege to have you here. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm an assistive technology specialist certified as of three years ago. I work up in Anchorage, Alaska for the Alaska Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired as a full-time AT specialist. On the side, I do private contracting as well as put together tutorials and resources for JAWS, NVDA, Fusion, and VoiceOver. And for today, we're going to do a lesson in Microsoft Word for the first 20 or 30 minutes or so. After we're done with that, we're going to open it up for a Q&A for giving you an opportunity to connect with me and ask your questions so that I can assist you in any way possible. Just a quick side note, for those who have reached out to me via email for private services, I have responded to you. Um, just fill out the application that was provided, and if you need assistance with that, uh, please give me a call. Phone number will be provided afterwards. And if you want to get a hold of me, just reach out to community at ACB um, and they will redirect you over to me. So with Microsoft Word, we want to really start thinking about what does it mean to create Motor City, can you join a this channel? professional looking document? As blind and low vision individuals, visual is everything. And it's funny because it seems like a catch-22. However, with JAWS and NVDA, today we're going to be using JAWS, we really want to think about what are some of the tips and tricks that we can use to make sure that our document looks professional and that we can read it. Now, with the lesson that we're doing, I'm going to assume that you know how to at least read through a document using your up and down arrow keys, control soon left iPhone, soon join this channel. right to navigate by word, and left and right arrow by themselves to navigate by character. In addition to this, being able to open Microsoft Word from your desktop or your start menu or your taskbar. If any of those things are troublesome to you right now, I'll give a couple of side notes on how to get access to Microsoft Word so that you can follow along as much as possible. I'm going to share my screen and we're going to open up Microsoft Word. Oh, host disabled participant. Hold on. Let's okay. See. I think I can fix that for you, Tony. No problem. Hang in there. Um, no problem. 13 star 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 zero eight eight has left the meeting. Okay. So it's not in there. So. It'll be in the security menu. Once you go in there, you can down arrow to where it says um, enable screen sharing or allow participants to screen share. It's under what, Tony? I'm sorry. It's under the security menu button. Once on okay. the Zoom meetings window, if you tab to find that space bar to open, down arrow to where it says. There we go. I found it. Loud account settings are out dash. Also, we are hearing in Clubhouse notifications. Um, so I don't know what that there we, is. There we go, Tony. Okay, no worries. Thank you. And anybody who is unmuted, uh, go ahead and mute for me, please, for at least this first section. And then once we get around to the Q&A section, feel free to raise your hand and uh, Mr. Ray will call on you so that we can rock, start rocking and rolling. And Ray, I will raise my hand if there's anything in Clubhouse so you don't have to keep asking. And also, I have all of the notifications turned off on my end, Cindy, so... Diana, join this channel. I, woo, I still hear one. Okay. Ray, could you okay. make sure your notifications aren't going? I don't know if that would be you or... Actually, Tony, it's probably you if you're screen sharing. I don't know who it is, but... We are hearing every time somebody enters Zoom, leaves Zoom, we are getting a loud announcement in Clubhouse. Mine, mine is turned off. I just shut mine, mine off. Mine so. also turned off. Okay. okay. It was probably me then. I'm no. sorry. No worries. Okay. I've got my screen shared. I'm going to slow down JAWS here. 
slower, slower. Thank you for the coffee. Appreciate it. Slower. Leaving menus. Zoom app stock at Kahoot 111. Slower, slower. Okay. So we're going to open up Microsoft Word here. I'm going to press my Windows key by itself to go to the start menu. And I'll just hit the letter W. And Word app switch right to, uh, excuse me, preview. So that brings up the application itself. And we'll hit enter. And the first thing that it brings us to here is the backstage view. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Again, you know, really we're focusing on a more umbrella topic today with Microsoft Word. First thing in this option here in the file tab is it says blank document. So we're going to hit enter on that. Enter. Edit. Perfect. Edit. Now, <clears throat> You are in a blank document. JAWS is at the very top. And always remember, anything that JAWS announces, the cursor will be directly to the left of that, the PC cursor itself. So I'm going to write my name at the top here. And what we're going to do, our first item of talking about visual implementation for a document is you want to think fancy. You want to think big, go big or go home, as they say. And one of the first things I like to do, especially when I'm doing a report, I'm working on my resume, I'm doing a cover letter, I'm thinking about a uh, just a letter in general that I might be writing to somebody, is applying styles and font and formatting. So one of the first things I'm going to do is I'm going to select my name here. And since I'm at the very end of the line, I'm going to press home to jump me to the beginning of the cursor, which will place the PC cursor directly to the left of the letter T. And it may announce it, but every time JAWS announces a letter, we always have to assume that the cursor is to the left. Keep that in mind. So we're going to highlight my first and last name here, Tony Gebhardt. And by doing so, we have a couple of different options. We can either select the whole line by pressing shift end or we can do shift control right arrow i'm just going to do a shift control right arrow and that's because control right or left arrow will navigate by word so shift control right once it's been highlighted uh, here's a little cool jaws command i like to pull out of the bucket every now and again this will verify and read aloud the highlighted text and it's insert shift down arrow and it reads it right to me, just like that. Okay, now we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to first center the text by pressing Control-E. And now our text is in the middle of the line. And now we're going to, we're going to apply what is called a heading style one. Now, you probably have seen headings by navigating in the internet, so on and so forth. Heading level one, heading level two, heading level three. Well, we can make those in Microsoft Word. And those just create a really big looking line and highlighted text that stands out really well. Because visually, if you have a sighted person who looks at that, they're going to see it and know, okay, there's where their name is. There's this. Ooh, nice. You know, they're going to have that point of reference. For us, it may not matter as much, but... It's a part of accessibility as well. So we're going to press Alt-Control-1. Alt-Control-1 to apply a heading style 1. Alt-Control-1. And now, let's read the current line. Or, in other words, where am I sitting? Insert up arrow. Heading level one, Tony and there it is. It's been applied. It says heading level 1, my name, and... We're going to use one more JAWS command here that I think is really important when you're navigating in Microsoft Word, and that is insert F as in font, which will read aloud and verify the current font and formatting information in the document. 16 point, steel blue, four on white, delivery white, highlighted, heading one style, line spacing, zero lines, paragraph formatting, aligned left, outline level one. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So a lot of information there. There was one thing in there that I heard that I was like, uh oh, that's not right. So first of all, 16 point, our font has since increased from 12 point times new Roman to 16 point. And it says it's a heading style one, and it still says aligned left. So let's see if we can change that. We're going to press home to move to the beginning of the line. Shift end this time. 
Selected. Tony Jepper. And I'm going to press Control E. Center. There we go. Now, let's try Insert F again and hopefully listen for Centered. 16 points. Steel blue or on white. Calibri light. Highlighted. Heading one style. Line spacing. Zero lines. Paragraph formatting. Centered. Outline level. Excuse one. me, Tony. Would you be able to turn your jaws up? Turn my very jaws hard. up, you said? The volume, Absolutely. yes. It's very hard to hear it. Thank you. 100%. Um, interesting. Okay, hold on one second. Let me see if, uh, let me see what I can do. Document two words. Is, um, is this better? Yes, thank you so much. Okay, very good. My computer volume was just down. <laughs> Sorry about that. Heading level one, Tony Jepford. Okay. I'm going to press my end key here to go to the end of the line. End, and we're going to hit enter just a couple of times. Enter, enter. And now we're going to create our second, second, um, our, our subject for this, for this document. So I put my name at the top and now we're going to write the uh, ACB AC is amazing exclamation mark. Okay. And it just autocorrected me there. Look at that. So. This is going to be our second level heading. And one of the things to think about here, just as another side note, I know I try to cram everything into 30 minutes. Thankfully, these are being recorded, right? Is the reason why headings are organized in the way that they are is because it is what we call the reading order. It's a major part of accessibility within web accessibility and overall document accessibility. Because visually, when someone reads a document, it goes from biggest to smallest. And same goes with the internet. When you're navigating through major articles, subsets of articles, et cetera, et cetera, it always starts with heading level one. Heading level one is like the granddaddy. That's like the what you're what it is that you're looking for. That's it. Heading level twos, heading level three, four, five, six. And I I think that's it, that's all it goes down to is six. So, but this 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 line here, we're going to do an insert up arrow to read where we're sitting. Is amazing. There we go. Jaws says so himself. And I, we're going to select this entire line. We're going to press home first to move our cursor to the very left. Home. And Angle. shift end to select the line. Selected. The ACB is amazing. Exclaim. And now we're going to press alt control two to apply a heading level two. Alt control two. And control E to center. Centered. Perfect. Now let's first insert up arrow to have Jaws read it aloud. Heading level two in ACB is amazing. Beautiful. And we're going to press insert F for font and formatting. 13 points. Steel blue four on white. Delivery light highlighted. Heading two style. Line spacing. One line. Paragraph formatting. Centered. Outline level two. And we're going to stop here. So just notice too, the heading level two is pretty small. Well, it's not pretty small, but it is smaller. Going from a heading level one, which is 16 point, down to a heading level two, which takes the font and brings it down to 13. There is a noticeable difference. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and hit enter a couple times and bring ourselves down. Enter, enter. And let's put in the date, but we're not going to write the date. I'm going to show you a little trick within the ribbons. And again, here's another pr presumption really quick. If you've had a little opportunity messing with the ribbons, that's great. This will help you a little bit. If not, hang tight. We'll talk about it a little more. We're going to first access the insert tab. And by doing so, we press alt in the letter N for insert. Alt N, upper ribbon, expanded, insert tab, 3 of 11. And from here, we're going to tap the letter D. We're going to hit Alt N and then D as our access key for date. Leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit D. Available formats list box 2 slash 19 slash 2023, 1 And I don't like that format, so I'm going to hit down arrow. Sunday, February 19, 2023, 2 I like that one. So we're going to hit enter on this option. Enter, print, edit. And now let's do an insert up arrow to make sure that it got put into our document. Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Excellent. So the date is now here. We're going to select this and italicize the date. Home. Yes. So See we're you. at the very beginning of the line. Shift end to select. Selected. Sunday. And control in the letter I for italicize. Italicon. Beautiful. We're going to hit enter. Well, first, actually, let's verify the font Home. just to make sure. 
italicized, 11 point, black on white, delivery, normal style, line spacing, one line, paragraph formatting, aligned left, outline level, body text. Perfect. And blank. And last thing Home. Yes. And that we're going to do here Enter. Enter. is we're going to, hold on, let me make sure that my jaws doesn't freeze up on me. I had an update before this, so blank. there we go. Okay. So let's cover this real quick. We've put our name at the top. We've added the subject or idea that we're talking about, and we've put in the date. We've been sure to apply a heading style one, a heading style two, and italicize some text while centering the information. The next thing I want us to do is double space our document. Now, generally, you want to double space at the end. Correct. It's easier to just double space the document once you're finished doing all of your writing, all of your spell checks, your grammar checks, et cetera, et cetera. However, we're just going to do it for fun here because I think, again, it's also an important tool. It helps make it easier for someone to read your document. I always do it with my reports. I do it all the time with my evaluations that I, excuse me, that I cond conduct because counselors want to read that information and they want to read it fast, but it makes it easier for them to look at it once we've applied a lot of these visual elements. So I'll press Control A to select the text. Selected. Tony I'm going to hit the hush key there, the Control key, and then press Control 2 for double space. Control 2. Perfect. Now to verify that it's double spaced, let's do an insert F. Mixed point size, black on white, mixed font, highlighted, mixed style, line spacing, double paragraph formatting, mixed alignment, outline level, nine, 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 nine. All right, there we go. But it said double in there, didn't it? That's letting us know that the spacing is double. 12.22 p.m. All right. So now we're going to go to the end of the document by pressing control, or excuse me, control end. Bottom blank. And now we're at the bottom. Enter. All right. Very good. Very, very good. So now we're going to press the tab key. 3.81 centimeters. To create an indentation here, just like you're doing with a paragraph. Another thing you can do is just hit your space bar twice, just like we used to do. But tab, it is another good way to create that indentation, to move. So I'm just going to write a quick, quick line of text here, just so that we have some material to play with. I have always enjoyed the ace space. They have brought six resources to the community space. All right. So we've got ourselves a couple couple sentences here. And, and enter, enter. now I want to set my margins. I think it's important to also set margins in a document. It's one thing that a lot of people, especially in college, especially going through the professional world, depending on if you have a government job or you're working in uh, various different entities, margins are always important. So to do so, we need to access the layout tab in our ribbon system. So we're going to press the letter alt P. P upper ribbon expanded layout tab six of eleven. And I'm gonna press my down arrow to go inside of the ribbon. So we're going from the upper ribbon down to the low caps lock on. Oh, there we go. My audio froze there for a sec. And we're going to hit enter on page setup after we hit down arrow from the upper ribbon down to the lay or down Leaving to the menus. lower ribbon. Edit page setup top edit combo 2.54 cm. Okay, so the first thing that it does is it puts us at the top margin, margin top margin. Top. And for whatever reason, mine is in centimeters. I don't know how that happened. I didn't change it. <laughs> But we're going to bring it down to, or we're going to bring it up to three centimeters. And we're going to do that by pressing up arrow. And just as a reference, generally speaking, in inches, a margin is best at one or 1.5. That's the, usually the common that I've seen and have used in the past. But for here, since we're doing this, just uh, reapply this knowledge here. So we're in the 
top combo box. So we just sent it to three. I'm going to hit my tab key now to move over to the bottom margin. And we're going to set this to three centimeters as well. Press my up arrow. And now we'll hit tab again. Same thing. We'll go up. Slower. Right. And we'll hit tab again. And up arrow. Perfect. Now we're going to hit tab. Ignoring these. And we'll hit spacebar on OK. Bravo. Okay, fantastic. Our margins have been set. We've applied our heading styles and we've italicized our dates. Everything looks good as well as double spaced our document. One of the last things we're going to do is put a header into our page. A header is something that's at the very tippy top of the document and it will apply itself on every page that is in the document. So if your document is seven pages long, well, on each page, that little header is gonna appear at the very top of the document or very tippy top of that page. So commonly speaking with headers and footers, uh, page numbers are good as well as an author or maybe the date things of that nature. So we're going to access that together and go in there. I'm going to press the keystroke alt. Scott Edwards joined this channel. Insert tab. H for header. E for edit. Insert tab. Three of 11. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. Header section one. Edit. Header. Blank. Footer. All right. Header. Header section one. Edit. Perfect. Now we are here. Now this area here is separated by just a little line. You've got your header, footer, and I press my down arrow. There's the footer. So the footer is at the bottom of the page, very tippy bottom, okay? Now we're going to press yeah, our up arrow to go back to header. And I'm just going to write, we're going to do TG, okay? We're going to do TG. And... I'm going to right justify this. We're going to put this at the right side of the page, not the center. Or excuse me, not on the left. So that's going to be at the far right side. And we'll hit enter, or excuse me, we'll hit our down arrow. And at the footer, let's see, what do we want to do here? We want to put, we'll just do the date and I'll write this out. Perfect. Now that we've got this, we don't need to do anything else. Oh, we'll write justify this too. There we go. So now that we've done that, and I did that, by the way, by pressing Control R. And we'll hit Escape to get out. Okay, perfect. That is about it. We've set our header, we've done our margins, we've added our heading styles, as well as italicized a little bit of text and added our uh, little bit of information. Next, and last but not least, we're going to do our spell check. Now, there's a couple of ways you can do spell checking in Microsoft Word. You can do the old fashioned way by pressing F7, or if you know what you've written in your document and can be pretty quick about it, we can press Alt F7, which will take us to the first misspelled word. And we're going to do that now by pressing Alt F7. Okay, excellent. We're going to hit space. And F12 to save the document for the first time. I'm going to hit backspace to erase that. And we're going to say totally awesome communities awesome and we're going to shift tab three times to the tree view and i'm going to hit my letter d here to find documents i'm going to hit enter and alt s to save just like that. Okay, and that completes our lesson today on creating a visually pleasing document.
if this is something that you guys want to see more of with this particular side of things, I can get deeper into Microsoft Word and we can talk in a little bit more in complex with that. But now that we've finished with today's lesson, I want to turn it over to all of you for your questions. Screen share, doc, screen. Okay. Um, okay, Tony. Um, um, oops. Okay, I just did something weird. Hold on. Zoom is being a little strange here. Okay, let me do this again. No worries. Okay, I don't have any hands raised in Zoom at this moment. Nikki, do we have anyone in Clubhouse? Not right now. Okay. Well, Tony, I guess you told it all. all right. Up, oh, we. I guess we, so. I guess so. We had a hand pop up in Zoom. Diana, you can unmute. Yes. Hi. I'm loving this. I love your teaching style. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Okay. Yes, we um, can hear you loud and clear, my friend. Great. Um, I have a, just a like a not a technical question, but a like a procedure question than a real question about a software product. Um, will these be archived not only in uh, audio format but also with the video? Because I find that also very helpful. I'm low vision, but I find that helpful too. Um, and if so, where? Hello? Yeah. Um, Tony, did you hear her question? I did. Um, as far as being accessible in video, um, since the meeting is being recorded, I can coordinate that with the uh, the host here and we can um, we can upload these. Yeah. That shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Yeah. Well Trying yeah. to think since it's ACB specific, I'll have I'll get I can see if I can get permission and um, I can upload these to my or streamline these to my website if if at all possible. Okay, I will. Um, uh, where will that? Where is that at? Okay. So my website is tonygebhard.com, where I host all my resources and various multimedia. Okay, great. Okay, and then my software question um, is with Fusion. There's speech on demand and full speech, of course. With speech on demand, I have heard that you can change the elements somewhere. I don't know, like maybe somewhere in settings or whatever, of exactly what it will read. And if so, where is that located exactly and how do you go about doing it? Because I would like to have more That's control. That's a good question. I Right, right. Interesting question. You know, I've actually never had a user um, curious about customizing the amount of speech that is provided so in and I, I think where you're going at is verbosity which yes. is what you're describing um the amount of information that is described in which case that might be a jaws feature inside of fusion so as you understand fusion is simply jaws and zoom text together correct yeah. and um with that being said uh that would be in jaws and what you could do depending on how you have it set up you could press insert j to access your jaws context menu once in there you go down to options you go into options and hold on one second because in fusion it looks a little different make sure i don't give the wrong information to you <laughs> You mm -hmm. go down to, I believe, basics. Did you still do insert J to get there, right? Yeah, you can use insert J to get there. That is correct. Okay. And and uh, I'm using JAWS 2023 to do this. I believe you go to voice adjustment. Yes, voice adjustment. Recording stopped. And uh oh, uh oh. Once you are in there. Uh oh, the recording stopped. Recording in progress. <clears throat> once in. You know what? They moved it. 
That looks actually a little bit different. Let me let me write up let me write a to do list note here really quick. I will research this. I'm pretty sure I know exactly where it's at. It just might be a little complex getting there. Okay. Um, it might be in the settings center, and then under voice settings where you can adjust verbosity. It's just a few extra steps to get there. So, Is it okay if I um, uh, I will community at acb.org and and just tell them please forward this on to Tony. I wanted to know about. Where you change the speech on demand settings at Fusion, and that'll kind of jog your memory when you see the email. Is that okay? Yep, that's perfect with me. Okay, thank you. Um, just let me uh, let me interject here for those on Zoom. I had to restart the recording, so you may have to go and rehit the "Got it" button. Um, I don't know if you have to do that or not, but just be aware of that. Uh, just want to make sure everybody knows. Okay, Nikki, I see you've got your hand up. Do you have someone? I do. Uh, we have Jane Sue who wants to ask a question. Or Jane Sue, I should say. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Um, uh, hand lower. Me, I, I used to own office. It used to be a very long, well, a couple of years. Um, when I owned office and I worked with tables, there, were, there was an easy way to label columns and rows so that the whatever screen reader you were using could identify where you were especially if you were working in um a word document and you had a couple of tables um how do you how do you do that and then also i'm new to using <laughs> nvda and it's I've been a JAWS user for a very, very long time, and now a voiceover um, user for about 10 years, and now I need to learn NVDA. I don't know where to get certified, or also, where are the training materials? Sure. Good question. Good question. So um, to address Microsoft Word, um, for... For labeling a table, right? So one of the first things you do is on the column header, right? So let's say you have a three by three table, uh, three columns and then three rows. You would go to row number one for one, two, and three across that row. You would put your column header. So name, email, phone number. You know, let's just say you're doing a contact form or something or uh, client information. And you apply those titles now with humility i'll say i don't know exactly how you do that in microsoft word but i know in excel um what you do is you press alt control insert c and then alt control insert r on your data axes point so if it's a1 and your data starts on b1 and then A2, right? So A1 is sort of like the center that holds that 90-degree angle together. Um, you apply that command. So I am i haven't actually tried that in Microsoft Word, so maybe that works in it too. But that's what you would do essentially there. And then as you navigate through the rows and columns, if you switch columns, it'll read you the column header. And if you switch rows, it'll read you the row header. So... Um, to answer your question about NVDA, to get certified in NVDA, they may have changed it over the years because I, I got certified in 2021. I think we lost Tony again. I don't know the exact website for it. So what I would do is I would Google NVDA certification exam. If you want to go find that and the training materials in theory should be available. Let me turn on NVDA myself, primarily a JAWS user, but I have been using NVDA for over 10 years. So let me see. NVDA. And we'll do an insert N to go to the NVDA menu. And let's see up arrow. I'm going to go to the help sub menu. There is a commands quick guide, quick reference that you can hit enter on in here. And here, I will share my screen really quick so you can hear this. 
App stock, start. Okay. App stock, Let me slow this down for you. Participants can now see your screen alert. So I'll do insert N to go to the NVDA menu. NVDA menu. And we'll down arrow to help. Preferences submenu P. Tools sub help submenu H. Or you could hit the letter H for your quick key to get there faster. We'll right arrow user to go inside. User guide you. And you have two options here. Well, a few different options, but you have the user guide, which covers pretty much the plethora of the program, which I would recommend studying if you want to take the exam. And then down arrow. Commands quick reference Q. And then commands quick reference Q. So we'll up arrow to user guide. User guide you. We'll hit enter on that. JAWS updates available dialog. NVDA 2022.3.3 user guide Google Chrome. NVDA. And here you are. And I believe you can navigate this with your headings. Table of content one. Introduction heading level 1.1. General features heading level three. NVDA allows blind and vision of 1.2, 1.3, I mean, you've got everything you could ever want and ever need here. So you could, you can, in theory, you could save this um, to your desktop or create a website shortcut, which we did last week with Zoom. Um, so if you want lesson a lesson on that, you can review that that um, that particular stream episode um, for the commands and walkthroughs of how to save a website URL. Or you can just bookmark it to your favorites with a control D. But this is where you would go, essentially. And it covers pretty much everything in NVDA that you would need to, for the exam. And Ray, we do have one more in Clubhouse, and if okay. I don't know if you let's, want to take. We have nothing in Zoom, so let's go ahead and take that. Okay, it's Ray Marcus. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. Hello, Tony, and everybody. I have a question. Um, I am new to. I'm getting back into technology, and I have a laptop with. Um, Jaws 2023. And my question for you is that I have some extra screen names off my brother's desktop that I would like to transfer over to my laptop. How would I do that as far as steps? So you have extra what on the desktop? Say again. Uh, extra screen names from uh, uh, different uh, um, um, you know, uh, emails that I received, but they're under different screen names under my brother's computer. Extra screen names. So you know, like, yeah, like email, uh, email emails. Accounts? Yeah, email accounts. Yes, email accounts. Okay. Well, um, do you have Microsoft Office installed on the new computer? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I have uh, Edge. Okay. Okay. So, you, so it sounds like you just have the baseline software installed. Um, yes. Okay. Well, what you in theory can do, so so just making sure I understand to clarify, is you want to be able to access all the emails from that old laptop to on this new one. Yeah, from my brother's desktop to my laptop. Correct. Got it. Okay. So one thing that you can do is you if you if you can if you have access to it, um, I would go to Microsoft Edge, open that up. And first, let's ask what what kind of email address is it? And you don't have to answer this question if it's too personal. Is it Gmail, Outlook? It just depends on what the email server is. Well, it, it's very old and, it, and it's still working, but it's just a matter of time when it doesn't work. But I'm still an AOL user. All right. Okay. So you would want to access AOL's website. Okay. Um, um, you can also access a program called uh, Mozilla Thunderbird which is an email provider that is free. So if you can't purchase or attain access to a subscription to Microsoft Office for using Outlook, you can, um, gosh, what is AOL's website? <laughs> I feel, I've, uh, is it AOL? I think it's just AOL.com. Uh, yeah, but in the past, uh, somebody's helped me with a little bit to go to AOL, AOL, AOLmail.com, I believe, and it gets you okay. in there somehow. Okay, well, um, Hey, let's do it on. Let's do it on air. So I'm going to open Google Chrome. I'll learn well, with you, brother. I know he's not here. Unfortunately, he's not here. So, but like I no, said, no um, yeah. AOL Mail. Heading level three is AOL mail free? Absolutely, it's quick and easy to sign up for a free AOL account. With your AOL account, you get features like AOL mail news and weather for free. Nice. Okay. 
Um, so based on what this website is telling me here, Elizabeth joined this channel at the top. We'll hit enter on that. AOL documents, username, email, or mobile edit blank. And it brings us to an edit box automatically where we can type in the email address itself. So you okay. would type that in, la da 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 at AOL.com. Yes. And yes. then tab over. Next button. It'll have you say it'll press next. Um, and then uh it will most likely bring you to a password field. Same thing. Type that in, hit mm -hmm. enter, and you should be logged into your AOL account. Cheryl Goodnight joined this channel. Cheryl Goodnight has joined the meeting. Thank you so much, Sonny, for all you do. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, Ray. If you ever need help, just uh, reach out to me. I certainly will. Okay. Okay, I have nobody in Zoom at the moment. Uh, do we have anybody else in Clubhouse, Nikki? We do not at this moment. Okay, thank you. Um, okay. We've got no hands in Zoom. All right. Well, um, just to pass this information along again, um, what we can start doing, um, I'll, I'll see if I can get permission for this. If we can, um, I can start hosting these uh, episodes or these videos off of uh, my website. So let me speak with uh, ACB about that. And if we can't, then we'll find another way for um, gaining access to the, these materials so that you can... And you you do have a hand now. Um, awesome sauce. In Zoom, Lynn Corral. Go ahead, Lynn. Hello, Tony. We've talked before. Yes, right? ma'am. Good to see you. <laughs> I used to live in Alaska for 25 years. I know. Uh, How's it going? <laughs> going all right. I'm here in Washington Good. now. What can I do for but you? I, well, I'm finishing my doctoral dissertation. And one of the things I have trouble with is when I'm doing transcriptions like I'm doing now, I'm, I'm getting to the end of it. But I have trouble. Knowing it, it doesn't always go to 1.5 inches. Can I do that automatically? Can I set that automatically to a, to a dent? I don't really want to do it for everything, but I want to do it for my participants, like when my participants speak. Participants speak. Okay, so when you, you, I got gotcha. you. So you want to set the indentation to 1.5 inches by default. Yeah, although not really when I'm speaking, I kind of do it. Uh, left justified and just left aligned, but I don't really. But I want to do it for them so that it's 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 set off a little bit and I italicize them instead of me. Does that make sense to you? A little bit, yeah. I'm trying to. So so when you now is this a shared document? Are you doing this in um, a shared I, environment? I am, no, but I am going to uh, email it to my uh, uh, dissertation chair. Gotcha. Okay. I guess it's hard because what when you when you work on the document, your right. initial contributions to the document, um, it really just depends on what the document's defaults are. That's yeah, that's true, and a lot of times, even though I want to set it to twelve point, uh, twelve point, and you know, new times new Roman, it doesn't always do that. Even though I've tried many times, and even and you say you should do it. Now, when you say you do it from within the document, do you mean an empty document or a document that has words in it already data in it? So actually, yes to both. So when you yep. set a document's font type um, to to its information, so let's say you go into a blank Microsoft, you go into a blank Microsoft Word document, okay, right. and you press Control D, go to your font dialog box, uh, basically go through those combo boxes, select what you want. Um, and of course, set the size to 12 the, um, and then the uh, type to Times New Roman. There's going to be a set as default button. Once right. you hit space on that, you'll then be prompted with two options. They're going to both be radio buttons. It'll say this document only yeah, or, 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 or all documents. I know all I've documents. Seen. Right. You want all documents selected, hit enter, and then you should never have to do that again. I know it's really annoying because it happens and, and you know, I'm trying to get these documents and she's formatting it for the, for the template that they use for the dissertation, but I'm not doing that to get that, but um, right. you know, she's going to do that, but you know, I have to send her these transcripts. So, you know, for right. the audio. So, yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you very much for that. I, it's, it's a little daunting. Sometimes word really frustrates me sometimes. And, I get you. I get you. I get you. And I'm trying to no. do these as quick as I can. So Tom thank Hoffman you so much, this channel. You're very welcome. Uh, congratulations on your uh, doctoral program. That's Thank incredible. You. Yep.
Okay. We've got another hand in Zoom. Elizabeth. Hi. Um, I'm in Windows 10, and my understanding is that my I'm using a very old program. I'm using Kurzweil 1000, and my understanding is that that program may be running things at startup that I do not want. Um, a part of itself, calendars, I'm not sure. How can I find what is running at startup and disable unwanted things that are running in the background when I start up my computer, which may be slowing down my computer? CCleaner is telling me that that K1000 is running at startup now. I don't have professional CCleaner, and so it's not letting me disable it from within CCleaner itself. Can I do that within Windows 10 somewhere? You can. Yeah, you where do I go? Can. Um, yeah, where do I go? Let me share my screen really quick and we'll walk through the steps together. Well, I'm actually going to make notes. I'll do it later. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to hit your Windows key to go to the start menu. Windows key to go to start menu. Okay. And yeah. we're going to write the word start. Right, start in the edit box. Yep, and it should right. populate startup apps. That should populate. All right, I somehow have a horrible feeling I've been here before. Uh, okay. And then you hit enter on that. Okay. Once you're on your settings window, it should bring you to it by default. You tab over. Yeah. Over to what? We're going to tab over to the list of apps that will show you um, where you can enable or disable programs that are currently running. Where I can enable or disable programs. Um, I hate to say this, but I have a horrible feeling <laughs> that I was in there and tried to do that. And I did not see when I went in, I, uh, even though, uh, uh, even though um, I was told that K1000 was doing this at startup, when I went to this list, K1000 was not part of the program. So okay. I wonder what that tells us. Cause well, there might be another option here. Hold on. Let me troubleshoot. <coughs> Give me one second, please. And Tony, you're, I'm at 53 past the hour. So Okay. Thank you, Ray. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought I remember another something. option that you actually have, and you can try this, is uh, by going to your Windows Task Manager. Yeah, that's Control Shift Escape. Yeah, I went there too. I'm sorry. Um, okay. And I did not with with Windows uh, go to Windows Task Manager with Control uh, Windows Control Escape, right? Uh, Shift Control Escape. Shift Control, yeah. I unfortunately um I did that and I did not find the supposed K1000 startup there either which makes me even more concerned. I don't know. I mean K you would think C cleaner is pointing at something uh in there. It just doesn't sort of randomly do that I shouldn't think. Um, I don't, but I don't sure. find it when I go to those places. Mm -hmm. Well, in theory, that's where it should be. However, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I, I get that. Like yeah. I said, one of the things I would do is uh -huh. I would conduct a Google search to see if you can see if any other user has had that issue. In the I past will actually and find out what they might be doing to be yeah, able to do right. That. I may actually conduct a phone call with K1000. And have them tell me what they think it might possibly be, because that's what we have customer service for. But I wondered if you could could uh, could actually, yeah, because I found that very peculiar. 
So thank you. And you're doing good work. This is really valuable. I like the stuff you did on the taskbar. And this is good. I, uh, I'm familiar with these keys myself, but I agree with you that it's valuable to go over how to make things look attractive and have headers and fonts and how to check what that is within Word itself, because blind people have a tendency not to always do that. And we need to learn that skill. And, and we need to learn to be able to find out what is going on with our documents in JAWS, which is what you're showing people sure. how to do too. So good. Thank you. You're doing sure, fine. Sure. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. It's kind words and not a problem. It's my pleasure. Okay. No more hands in Zoom, Tony. Um, Nikki, do you have anyone there? None in Clubhouse. Okay. All right. All right. And we All are right. about well, three minutes to the hour. Well, why don't we bring this to a close with some uh, closing remarks here. So today we went over quite a bit of information. A lot of this will be accessed through the video slash audio that will be archived. So if you have any questions and you're still a little bit confused and want to review the information, I encourage you to do so. However, I always encourage anybody, if I can't answer the question, go do your research, do your research. And um, I will be standing by if you want to get a hold of me, just reach out to ACB community and send an email that you want to say, hey, I want to talk to that guy. Can you list your man. website? I need to know please. what he's got to say. Website, website. Not you a can, problem. You already did, but <laughs> it'll do it again, please. You can do that. That you're allowed to do. Yes. Yeah, you're, I will, that you're I will allowed to my do. website again. It is TonyGebhard.com. And I want you to do slash. Oh, G E B H A R. G E B. Yeah. H A R D, as in dog. Gebhard. Ah. And you're going to do TonyGebhard.com slash resources. Slash resources. Thank you. That's where you will be able to find everything pertaining to JAWS. Um, you can also do TonyGetpar.com slash JAWS for a full list of JAWS keystrokes separated oh. and organized into headings or just slash resources for <laughs> anything pertaining to Braille displays, to blindness employment, assistive technology with Microsoft Office, et cetera, oh, et cetera. I have my own personalized audio and video tutorials up there. So you'll be able to gain access to those whenever you want, 24-7. Yeah. And if you and again, if you would like to contact Tony, if you're interested in doing that, send an email to community at acb.org. Indicate that you'd like to talk to Tony Gebhardt and they will put you in touch with him. 